Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discover It Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about how to stop self-sabotaging and the five steps to change your behavior. Um, Jeff is going to be doing the presentation this evening. Why don't we go ahead and let you take the mic, Jeff. Uh, thanks, Paul. So when when Paul first mentioned that uh, I should read an article on self-sabotage, I really didn't think it was going to apply to me because I always, uh, at least uh, in the last few years, I've seen myself as a pretty successful person. But um, then I started reading the article and I realized that basically all of the uh, – I have all the traits of a person who does self-sabotage, um, which was surprising to me. Um, and it's it's interesting how, um, you know, self how self-sabotaging behavior manifests. But uh, there are also ways to stop it. So the first trait of self-sabotage is perfectionism. Um, now... Some of these perfectionists, they um, want to, you know, be perfect in everything they do, and they have a mindset that a, a way of thinking that's all or nothing, black and white. Either everything is exactly all of their work is exactly, or all of their interactions is exactly goes exactly the way they should, or exactly the way they shouldn't go. So usually when we strive for perfectionism, we end up failing. Um, and this can prevent us from getting working on time. You have a deadline, but you get lost in the details of the minutia of, of the project that you're working on. And uh, that causes you to end up taking longer and longer to get your work in because it isn't exactly the way you want it to be. So rather than striving for perfectionism, it's useful to instead start striving for excellence uh, because even with excellence, you can accept things not being exactly perfect. You can, uh, you're, you instead are shooting for things being above average, uh, being far above average, being excellent. Um, the next trait would be moderation or a lack of moderation for somebody who self-sabotages. Uh, this can take the form of somebody who is people-pleasing. So if you are have an advisor or a mentor or a uh, boss at work who's having you, who's asking if you can work on this project, you will always say yes because you don't want to let them down um, and because you want to impress them. Uh, so, but when you're always saying yes to these projects um, or uh, or new tasks that you're being given, you're going to spread yourself out really thin, and that basically guarantees that you won't be able to do very well on any of them. And you uh, will work yourself to the point of exhaustion. This can also take the form of the gym, uh, at the gym. So for me, uh, I had... Uh, a lack of moderation when it came to the gym. Uh, so I was going 
last winter, I was going to the gym every single day. Um, and I was, uh, working in, uh, for those who don't go to the gym, uh, the term working to failure means, um, lifting until you, lifting the weight until you have no more, until you can no longer lift the weight at all. Um, and while that is not, inherently a bad thing if you're doing that every day and not giving your body the time to recover, uh, it's going to start affecting you on your days off and you will also start to develop injuries too if you're not giving yourself time to heal and if you're lifting too heavy weights. So actually that's how me and Paul ended up meeting because I was going to the gym every single day and I had this shoulder injury that was kind of minor. It was a little irritating when I was uh, doing the bench press, but then I, it started to get worse and worse because I wasn't giving my shoulder the time to recover, and I was hyper-focused on, on my shoulder. And uh, after a few months of doing that, I just it became so irritated and bothered that I had to go to physical therapy for it because I was overdoing it at the gym. So moderation can – lack of moderation – uh, can be a form of self-sabotage because um, if you're not giving yourself, um, if you're going all out 100% right away or all the time, you are basically guaranteeing, you're guaranteeing that something that, you, that you're going to hurt yourself or you're uh, going to pu- push yourself to the point of exhaustion. And everybody needs a break or time to recover, whether it's, uh, physical activity or um, mental activity, like uh, your work or what you do on your uh, on the job, or even in relationships too. Um, the third trait is running on empty. Uh, so somebody who self sabotages will um, continually um, push themselves beyond the point of exhaustion. Uh, and reject their personal needs um, to just so they can try to get more done. Um, a lot of people in um, high performing professions, I think, uh, tend to tend to be like this. Um, I've actually known uh, one individual who is right now a lawyer, pretty successful lawyer, but he is trying to. Uh, become what they call a partner in the law firm that he's working at. And, you know, you start off as um, a junior part. Well, you start off as an associate of the firm. And then you, the next step is junior partner and then senior partner or just full partner. Um, And in order to go from, you know, an associate, which is more like an assistant kind of position to a junior partner, you have to be working 70, 80, 80 hours a week and doing better than all of your peers in the firm so that you are chosen to a very highly desire, desirable position. And he was, um, you know, he called it a rat race. He was running around doing everything all the time and never took time off, never took weekends off, working until anywhere from, you know, 8 p.m. to midnight sometimes, and even later than, or even later than that, sometimes if he if he had to, um, just to get ahead of the other people um, in the law firm, um, so he could be chosen and for for partner. And 
eventually he, he did get chosen and he started to take his foot off the gas a little bit because he realized it was really unhealthy um, for him because he was, you know, he didn't give himself the time to um, look after him, his own mental health and physical health. It was all putting all his energy into work. The next trait would be procrastination. And uh, so this this trait tends to be more of a, tends to indicate, uh, come from a sense of, um, come from a, uh, having uh, the trait of perfectionism um, because you may not want to start a project until you know absolutely everything you have to have to know um, in order to do well in the project. Or you may not start that new business until you have all your ducks in a row and everything's perfect. But uh, life and um, and you're you're really never going. Life will never, will rarely ever give you be, uh, give you a set of circumstances that allows you to be perfectly ready to engage in whatever new thing you want to engage in. So sometimes it really is better to just dive in head first and figure things out as you go, uh, um, because it's easy to get lost in the cycle of, um, you know, well, maybe after I, after I figure out, learn how to do this, now learn how to learn this skill, or maybe after I make this new connection with somebody, or maybe after I get, um, this, uh, some, this amount of money to start my business. Um, it can also be a sign of low, of lack of self-confidence because, uh, when you procrastinate, you are preventing yourself from having the time and the resources you need to do your best work. And it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you procrastinate, you don't leave yourself enough time to do to do the work uh, correctly. And you're like, oh, well, see, this is why I'm, I'm no good at this. Um, uh, this is why uh, I'll never um, be able to get that job or um, be, get that promotion because I can't do this task or, or this, or I, or I don't have this skill. Um, whereas if you had, if you had prepared, if you had just tried it and failed, um, then you could try it again in the future and you'd be more successful. Um, the final, uh, trait, uh, of self-sabotaging is communication or lack of communication. Uh, this is where, you, where, you know, you need help on something on some project you're working on, but you don't reach out. You don't try to get help. Um, and you're, or you're running late for a meeting and you don't send the text because you don't want to, uh, to uh, reveal to other people that you are, um, you don't want to reveal to other people your faults or your weaknesses, um, or you don't want to, to let other people know you're struggling. Uh, Maybe it can come from a sense of um, perfectionism, like you don't communicate because you want to be able to do everything yourself um, perfectly. Um, and, you know, maybe communicating that you're having trouble will allow somebody else to help you um, is, the best, is the best solution sometimes. So along with those um, five traits of self-sabotage, there are five things you can do to stop self-sabotaging. And the first one, and 
probably the most important, in my opinion, the most important one is develop a sense of self-awareness. Um, so the way in which self-sabotage manifests itself to you, for you or for any individual, can, is very, can be very unique. Um, and it's really important to start recognizing the traits uh, or the patterns of thinking and behaving that are preventing you from achieving that goal. Um, so that you can address it. So to identify the behavior or the thought processes that are preventing you from achieving the goal, you can write a sentence um, such as, I want to achieve a goal, or I want to achieve, and then insert the goal you want to achieve, but I keep doing this behavior, and you write the behavior that you're doing. Um, now, now, once you do that, you can start to understand uh, what the negative behavior is actually telling you, why, um, wh uh, what this behavior or thought is telling you about the way you perceive the world or your what you uh, who you perceive yourself to be. A lot of times, these behaviors, self-destructive behaviors, can be rooted in anxiety or a fear of, fear of success. Um, and you sabotage yourself because you are, um, because of that fear of success. Um, so the next, the next step is to write it out, write out the, um, so if you're having trouble identifying your patterns, you can start by keeping a journal. Um, if you are writing down your goals in the journal, um, you may start to notice yourself complaining about the same things over and over again. So as I said before, you might, you, you'll start to notice a pattern, um, a pattern in your thoughts and your behaviors will start to, start to reveal themselves to you. Um, and um, by, you might, and once you notice them, you'll, you can start to think, you know, where did these behaviors or these self-sabotaging behaviors come from? And a lot of times they're rooted in childhood traumas, um, which can be very hard to cure, but um, or solve. But they are they generally they they are addressable. You can you can um, solve them. Um, so the next step would to be to create a plan and then to do it. Not um, so if you are have a New Year's resolution to. Um, and you've, or you have a repetitive New Year's resolution going to the gym, and you know everybody knows that trope of where you are trying to go to the gym, or you have a New Year's resolution of going to the gym, and you go for, to the gym for a month, a month straight, um, and every time you go, you push yourself super hard. Um, well, when you do that, uh, especially in the beginning, your body is not really in the condition to be facing that kind of abuse. So then they won't have the energy to go to the gym the next day or the day after that or the week after that. And eventually it becomes so painful to go to the gym. You're just like, ah, I'll, I'll skip to it today. I've been good this whole week. And you skip um, that day, and then you're like, oh, now I've failed. Um, so it's really important when you're trying to build a new skill to make it into a habit. And you don't start a habit by doing that behavior, you know, going, going all out and putting all your energy into um, 
um, performing on a really high level at that behavior. So if you use a gym example, you should honestly, the best way to start a new behavior is to go really small. So you go to the gym, you walk two minutes on the treadmill, literally, and then you go home. The next day, you go to the gym, you walk four minutes on the treadmill, go home. And then the day after that, you maybe jog for two minutes. And you slowly, incrementally build it up, build up that habit. But the the important part of that behavior is just going to the gym. Um, it isn't how hard you're pushing yourself at the gym. And if you're slowly over time building that habit, um, then after you'll you'll and you're not pushing yourself too hard. You'll be able to come back the next day because you won't be feeling um, super sore from pushing yourself really hard the day before. And uh, eventually, you will have you will um, put got your body into the condition where you can push yourself pretty hard at the gym, and then still be able to come back the next day because you won't be sore. But taking, um, but uh, actually um, going back and repeating that behavior is the important thing. It's not um, being perfect um, the, the, every time you go. It's just doing that behavior again and again. It's the process that's, that's really important. So the next step in defeating um, uh, self-sabotaging behaviors is to practice mindfulness. So if you don't know what mindfulness is, it's being aware of the thoughts and the emotions that pop up when you're just going about and engaging in everyday life, um, being aware of how you feel um, and just the bodily sensations that you feel when you're engaging in certain activities. Um, and it's really, uh, really interesting that when you start paying attention to those things, just what your body starts to tell you um, and how often we ignore um, what our body is trying to tell us. So when I was going to the gym and pushing myself super hard, I was ignoring the pain in my shoulder, being like, ah, oh, it'll go away, you know. It, it, I, just, I just need to, you know, work on it a bit more, and maybe it's a little weak, so I can, you know, push it a little bit harder this week. But the signal it was telling me wasn't um, it's weak. It was telling me it's in pain, which and when your body is telling you you're in pain, you should, you should listen and then maybe start to change, change what you're doing. Um, because pain is a sign you need to stop doing stop doing something or need to start doing something differently. Um, so where were we? So when you are practicing mindfulness, it's really useful to uh, to pay attention to your breathing. And if you're experiencing anxiety, one of the best um, ways to treat anxiety is with mindfulness. So paying attention to your breath, uh, one of the most effective treatments for anxiety is mindful, mindfully paying attention to your breath. So first you breathe into your stomach. You expand your stomach um, as much as possible. And then once that's full, you expand it into your chest. And um, you do that over the course of about 12 to 15 seconds. And then you, s you slowly let it out. And your exhale should be a little bit shorter than your inhale, maybe about eight seconds. But every time you do that, you should be inhaling into your stomach first and then into your chest and then let it out. And you can do that for two minutes, and that has a really profound effect on your anxiety. Um, and you can do that whenever you notice um, your body's tense um, or you're fidgeting because those are signs that you're anxious or uncomfortable, and um, um, it's, it's useful to 
notice those signs and then get yourself into a calmer mental state because we can always confront our problems um, more effectively when we're calm and not emotional and anxious. And it um, also allows us to combat those self-defeating behaviors because oftentimes anxiety can uh, promote, can force us into the thought processes and patterns and behaviors that are self-sabotaging. So practicing mindfulness and getting rid of or reducing that anxiety is a really effective way at um, eliminating or reducing those self-sabotaging behaviors. And the last uh, way to uh, get rid of self-sabotaging behaviors is to communicate. So this is one of the hardest things to do because individuals who self-sabotage are really, uh, really hesitant to um, or really don't like sharing um, or bringing attention to their insecurities. Um, so telling people what you're, you're afraid of um, might seem like jumping out of a pan and into the fire. Um, so but communicating, even if it's, um, even if it's only a little bit, um, can provide a lot of benefits. Like uh, sometimes when you just tell somebody what you're afraid of, telling them will allow you to, will make it, once you, once you say it, it will reduce, it'll make what you are afraid of seem a little less scary um, once you hear it out loud. Um, and it also can help build accountability and support. Um, so accountability, you know, you tell somebody what you're afraid of. You know, now that you've told them, it can now make you accountable for dealing with it because you put it out there and now it's your responsibility to solve. Um, or maybe you and the other person who you're telling, if it's somebody you can trust, whose advice you can trust. Um, and now you also have the support of, hopefully, of the other person. Uh, I do think it's important to tell, to communicate your insecurities, but to communicate it to somebody you can trust um, and uh, to somebody you know will provide you support. And those can be a coach like Paul, or they can be a very close friend or uh, a close family member who you, who you can lean on. Um, yeah, and those are, those are the five ways of dealing with self-sabotage. Jeff, we really appreciate your uh, presentation this evening. Uh, I learned quite a bit about the uh, five areas of change that, you know, change your behavior once you recognize self-sabotage. When a person starts a journey of self-discovery, they'll start running into many areas of their life where they start noticing these areas of self-sabotage. I'm a perfect example uh, when I was a lot younger than I am now, I didn't realize uh, how many areas of my life that I was self-sabotaging in. Not until I started uh, using the Discover It method, which is a three-step method. Step one is identifying. Identifying what's going on in your life. Um, and once you identify what's going on and where it came from, that behavior came from, then you go to step two, which is confronting. You make a choice or you don't make a choice. If you decide to make a choice, 
then you choose the best uh, choice that you want to uh, change your life and get on a life of transformation. And step three is become proactive. Do the opposite of what you always have done so that you will uh, be successful in this transformation of uh, becoming the person that you want to be. Um, Ray, uh, in the past, have, uh, have an area in your life that you were noticed self-sabotage, and how did you go about overcoming it? Um, yeah, I've noticed a lot of self-sabotage over the years. Um, one definitely stands out to me is procrastination and perfectionism. And uh, just like Jeff talked about, that's one of the ways I use, uh, you know, perfectionism to procrastinate because when you set in your mind that you want everything to be a certain way, it makes it easier to continue putting it off until you get it that particular way. And uh, it's one of the things we talked about before, you know, the power of taking action because that's just one of those tricks the mind plays is uh, to convince yourself that you have to, you know, have everything a certain way and you're really just protecting yourself from that uh, the embarrassment or, you know, failure. But it's a tricky trick that it plays because uh, usually something that's never attainable or you just continue to move the goalposts. So if you, uh, you know, we're usually not very clear on what things we need to do in order to take that first step. It's usually just anything, you know, to, to push that that action out even further. You know, we want to figure out how to start our LLC before we start, you know, going out to get, uh, you know, looking for customers or putting our business out there or, well, we first need our logo designed or got to figure out what name we're going to go by or we need to um, get our T-shirts made. And um, the list goes on and on because usually once you take care of a few of those things, you'll find new things to uh they need to be done first. And so it's something you got to catch, you know, like the uh, point in there about awareness. Hard to do anything about those those uh, behaviors if you don't, you're not aware. Um, so procrastination is a big one. You know, I, I'm quick to put something off and, uh, and get distracted with things I'd rather be doing. Um just thinking that, you know, just a little bit longer and then I'll get to it. And uh, that's something that's held me back in some areas. Uh, What I've done to get over it was just awareness and learning to take action right away, you know, with most things. Granted, there's some things that it's good to uh, get your ducks in a row to some extent before you get started, but you know, always challenging yourself that, you know, asking yourself the question, is this something I can get started on right now? Uh, And, you know, could I possibly learn something that would be beneficial if I was to go ahead and start now that it would take me a lot longer to learn if I was trying to figure it out before I ever took the first step? Um, So that's a big one for me is 
learning to take action and the awareness that to, you know, realize that we're often just trying to put off that action because for some reason it's uncomfortable. And uh, just being aware of that allows me to catch that, that uh, trick that the mind plays. Uh, a lot of times ahead of time without, you know, wasting so much time in the process. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate your uh, sharing with us tonight. You know, many times, many times uh, I've noticed myself that uh, after a while I started this journey of self-discovery, I realized that I was self-sabotaging in so many areas. And the more that you confront these challenges of self-sabotage, the more that will pop up that's been hidden for all so many years without you even knowing about it. And uh, I definitely over the years had to overcome and use the discover it method to uh, overcome the challenges of self-sabotage, and especially, as you were sharing, uh, Ray, uh, procrastination. Uh, I, at one time in my life, I had a very severe case of uh, procrastination until I uh, discovered that you started using the discover it method. But I appreciate uh the uh, sharing tonight, Ray, and Jeff, really appreciate the uh, presentation you give tonight. It was very, very informative, and I'm sure our audience will enjoy it as much as we have. Anybody else wants to say anything before we get off this evening? Hey, Paul. This is Jody. Yeah. I just want to say, how you doing? Yeah, it was a real good presentation um, on self-sabotage, and I can... I can rec- um, relate to Ray and procrastination and things like that. And for me, you know, that indecision is really what held me back a lot. Um, kind of ties into our fear of failure um, speak, speak that we talked about the other day. And just like not knowing all the answers and not being kind of stuck in that, not making a decision, not going forward to do something just because, you didn't have all the answers because you didn't really know what to do. Um, and I think, you know, what Jeff said, talking about having a coach and someone that can help do those three-step process with the identify and confront and really point out those areas that I needed improvement on allowed me to, to do the last step proactive where I, you know, take action, start to find those answers, and then just make a decision. And we always say, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And it's amazing how many times when I finally took the action to start looking into things and start learning things that it made that procrastination not as bad because you have more answers and you're more confident and you don't have that fear of failure and, and making a decision and allowed me to like move forward and kind of get over some of that procrastination. Thanks. Thank you, Jody. Really appreciate your sharing. I know that you're working tonight and uh, appreciate you taking a few-minute break to uh, listen into the conference call. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. Uh, Also, next Thursday night at at 730, don't forget to call in at 518 
6592-1035. Use access code 655-145. And y'all tell your friends, relatives, and your enemies. And we'll see you next Thursday night, 730. Thank you now.